I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. Well, just when I, I ran for a toilet there, um, I messaged, my sister was messaging us about Maeve, my little niece, and she's saying, like, she misses us in that. I've just only left. She's crackers. Um, but I was saying, <laughs> oh, I've got Belle Hassan on the podcast today. Like, what's the crack? Do you want us to ask her anything? Um, and she said, oh, I really like her. And I said, yeah, she's class. And she went, uh, ask her what it's like to have a proper lush da. So... <laughs> I just need to obviously ask you that for Laura because she, she's generally concerned. But also, I've got to ask what, like, come on, what is it like? What is it like? I mean, your dad? even from like being really young at school, all my mates have always fancied my dad. Yeah, like he's wicked, they bypass my brother straight to my dad, and my brother's a good-looking guy, right? No, to be fair, your brother is he going out with that girl from X on the Beach still? Yeah, he's still with Harriet. They got two kids. Yeah, they, they are a. <laughs> Gorgeous couple, them minds. Like credit yeah. with credit to those kids won the yeah. genetic lottery. You're just a good looking family, aren't you? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, really I'm the runt of the litter, to be no, fair. Stop sorry. it. <laughs> Do you know, but then those gorgeous Turkish Cypriot jeans, like I don't really think you have to try. I always say I absolutely hope my kids get her kind's hair and skin. Cause she's just lost. Yeah. He's all look. Skin is, is the best. Yeah. My nan has the best skin you've ever seen. Like, incredible. Like, incredible. But, but that's yeah, good I to mean, know because that's good genetics for when you're older, isn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, her tits are still up here. So she's absolutely winning at life. Like, winning. Winning at life. Incredible tips. Did not say. <laughs> so okay, we're gonna cut it out. I'm not having. I'm not having. Time with Sam. <laughs> Come for me, Jesus Christ! I've seen his films. I'm not talking about his mass tits. Okay, <laughs> oh, no, no. um, nah, he'll no. be all right. He knows. He probably knows anyway. It's all right. Don't worry about it. This is just getting worse. But yeah, it's all right. But no, everyone's always fancied my dad from. People I've met after Love Island all through school. Yeah. I remember meeting Gemma Collins and she was like, I fucking love him. Like, I love him. And I felt like she's always, every time I see her, she's like, how's dad? How's dad? How is he? I love your dad. I love you guys. So, yeah, I love her. She, um, yeah, everyone fancies him. It just is what it is. I think, like, not only is it, do you know he was one of the first celebrities I ever met, Belle? 
Oh, really? Yeah. And he will never remember this because he meets millions of famous people all the time. And like, I was not famous at the time. I was just like, I was like one series into Geordie Shaw and nobody knew who we were. Because Geordie Shaw was his favourite programme ever. Like he used to, that was like his guilty pleasure, that and Big Brother. Yeah. So he he will remember. (laughs) Well, we were in, can you remember the hotel, the Soho, the Sanctum in Soho? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's even still there. And he was there having like lunch or a business meeting or something. And like it was, I was there to meet an agent or a journalist or something. And like, obviously was just so excited. And whoever I was with knew him and he was like chatting to them. And he said hello to us. And honestly, mate, like we, oh, oh, I lost me shit. I think we had like a Jordy Shaw, Jordy Shaw group chat at the time. And there was like me and someone else then. They were like, you're not gonna, we're not gonna, you're not gonna believe it. We've just met. Like, oh. absolutely thought we'd made it. Like, does do a lot of does a lot of people have that reaction? Because his films are so iconic. Like he himself is so recognizable. Like, I can't decide if it's a if it's would be really exciting for him to be your dad, or if sometimes you'd always feel like you're in his shadow. Do you know what? I've never actually felt like I'm in his shadow. I okay. think more so because I'm a girl. Yeah. It, you don't really get that. I think my brother's definitely struggled with that growing up and things like feeling like people always put him in like my dad's shadow. But for me, I've never really felt like that because I'll just move his shadow clean out the way and step in front. You know, that's what I do. That's the way My I time to so, shine, bitch. Yeah, I might move aside. He actually <laughs> said to me when I came out of Love Island, he was like, I've done all of these films. He was like, I've worked my ass off for 30 years. And he went, you do a month on a reality show. And now I'm known as Bel Hassan from Love Island's dad. He was like, what a fucking piss taker. And I was like, that." Move over, sweetheart. It's my time, all right? Move over. So we always have banter about that. But, yeah, I de- never really felt like that. I mean, it's amazing. Like, I think as a kid, I really struggled with him, like, always being recognised because he'd be away filming and I just wanted to spend time with my dad and we'd go shopping or do something together. And it was always like, oh, can we have a photo? 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 Oh, I just want to. And I'm like, go away. I just want my dad. Leave yeah. us alone. And as a kid, like, you don't really understand, do you? Like, you're just, and I'm not saying I'm, like, your dad's level or whatever, but when me and Mavie are out together, like, she, and somebody asks for a picture, she doesn't understand. She just stands and smiles in the picture. <laughs> She's so cute. She's like, me too. Um, So, no, I, I feel like kids don't really get it, but it must be so lovely. Like, there must be good things and bad things because obviously your dad's a legend, but in films, he's well known for playing like a hard man. And I think he does it so well, Bill, that I actually believe he's a hard man in real life. Like, I'm just like, yeah, he's absolutely a gangster. That's Tim Hassan. He's hard as fuck. Um, <laughs> so, what boy's a bit scared of him? When I was growing up, yeah, I do think it was kind of like I'd be chatting to a guy. Like, remember when BBM was a thing? I'd have yeah, like, mate, you got know. Your pin. Oh, sorry, it's yeah. so tragic. So- I absolutely <laughs> do remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be chatting to a guy, and then they'd be like, "Oh, what do your mum and dad do for work?" And I'd be like, "Oh, my dad's an actor." And it was like as soon as it clicked the surname yeah. actor, I'd be like, "Oh," and they'd be like, "Oh, swiftly gone." They'd either be so invested in it, or they'd yeah. be like, "Fuck that." So yes, yeah. but he's a big softy. But he, to anyone that's not me, maybe not so much. But yeah. you know, but I suppose like either of those reactions is a bit of a red flag, mate. Like you don't want some like, I get it. Like if if your dad was as spicy as the character as he played, like I would be a little bit scared as well. But obviously, you have to like he can be, he could still be a tough man, but he's not, you know, massive drug lord. Yeah. 
Um, well, <laughs> you never know what he gets up to in his spare time. I'm fully joking. He's, he's a very mysterious man. <laughs> he's um, a very mysterious man, you know. Who knows what he does? <laughs> but, I mean, like, you don't want someone who's going to be scared of your dad. You want someone who's going to be, like, able to stand up for himself and strong and, like, has their own thoughts and opinions and stuff, their own man. But also, at the same time, you don't want a fucking fanboy either, do you, mate? No. No one wants that. Have you ever no, had that? Definitely. Has anyone ever managed to fly under the radar acting like, oh, no, I just really like you, Belle, and then all of a sudden you've discovered they've got fucking Tama Hassan pyjamas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I was with someone and we were to probably together about a year at this point and he kind of played it like he didn't really know too much of the films and that sort of no, stuff. No, so it was... And I remember we, we were looking at a, for a DVD, he had like this big shelf and it was every single film and I was like, are you a secret fan? And he was like, oh, no, uh, 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 no, there must be what dad's or my brother's all saying. And I was like, okay. I was like, it's fine if you are. Yeah. But, you know. It's like an absolute compliment, but I think the 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 trick there is in the transparency. Like, if, you yeah. know, if, you'd be lying if you said you hadn't heard of your dad. So I think it's fine to be like, oh my God, is that your dad? His films are wicked. Like I grew up watching them. That's okay. I think the hiding them, mate, like you've got to think to yourself, oh, my little light's just gone off. God damn it. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> the, the hiding them's definitely a bit shifty. Yeah, I think as well, it kind of just how that whole situation played out as well. He ended up cheating on me, lying about oh, the whole thing. So the liars were just, all the Constant. red flags were there. They were just constantly used to lie all the time. So really, at that point, I should have gone, you fucking liar, fuck yeah. off, do one. But I didn't. That's it. But then, you know, honestly, mate, like, you, you, you're the same as me. Like, I've learned over time, like, if somebody lies about a little thing, we'll lie about anything. And you need to mm-hmm. just, like, nip it in the bud straight away. But back in the day, like, I used to just be like, oh, you know, it was just, like, what time you got in. It doesn't really matter. And, like, before, you know, I felt now spiral totally out of control. But that just comes with yeah. age and setting boundaries. Um, okay, so he plays a massive hard man in films. Is he a big softie in real life? Are you his little girl? I get the impression, like, the dynamic between you two is so lovely and he's so protective. Yeah, I mean, I am daddy's princess and it's fully known. And I don't care. And I'm shameless about it. I don't care. But the thing is with my dad, he's always been, like, my best friend, but he's also there for me if ever I need him. I could ring my dad, cry my eyes out about boy drama. Like, he wants to know all the gossip of my mate. Wants the tea. He's like... So who's sleeping with who? He's like, what a slut. How dare she? And I'm like, dad. And he's like, no. He was like, well, you know what? She's single. She's having her fun. Loves a bit of cop. Fuck it. Good for her. You know, that is my dad. So the girls will sit down with my dad as well and have like full gossip discussions about their boyfriend. So he's always been like a best friend to me. But I think definitely at times when I've maybe needed it, maybe not so much needed it, he's not afraid to like pull me into line and, you know, keep me right and protect me from <clears throat> any sort of situation. He is like, I mean, God forbid of any man that puts his hands on me because my dad will be oh. doing a life sentence. <laughs> no, I dread to think of it, mate. And like, it's not just your dad either as well because he's made films with some of like the, I would say, you know, like British cinema's most notorious hard men and things as well, hasn't he? So I feel like yeah. you'd have to be pretty stupid as a bloke to mess you around. Yeah, I mean, it's never stopped them before, but... <laughs> men are, I was just going to say, like, men are pretty stupid for the most part, bless them, yeah. aren't they? Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Before you went in Love Island, did because obviously you've grown up around Danny Dye, a big Danny. Did little Danny give you any advice? Do you know what we were when we were younger? We did a few things together, and I met her quite a lot when we were younger. And obviously, when my dad and Danny were closer, but I didn't actually talk to her much as we got older. So yeah. I didn't even think to like reach out and be like, "Oh, I'm going in" or anything. I actually didn't even think. I'm sure if I did, she would have. But I didn't even think. I'm, my head's up my ass ninety percent of the time, anyway. So. I didn't even think, but she is lovely, like a really, really nice girl. Also as well, like it's your own journey, isn't it? Like I think yeah. even if Danny had give you advice, you were gonna do it your own way. I, I'm getting that impression you're pretty much you yeah. know yourself. So um <laughs> yeah, is, definitely. Is it true, mate, that the producers would ring your dad and give him a heads up about episodes not to watch and stuff? It is true. Yeah. Yeah. When we did the lap dance challenge, they um called my dad and they were like you're right and he was like yeah I'm just driving he was on a car rally at the time and um she said oh we're just giving you like a heads up like tonight's a lap dance challenge so we probably suggest that you you don't watch um it's nothing like that like she did really well like it's fine but we're just giving you the heads up probably don't watch this one or stay she was a brilliant lap dancer she was fucking great I'm surprised she's not a stripper make a clap no hands yeah yeah um, <laughs> I was just about to get up and start shaking it, but you know, I'll save that. I'll save it. I haven't got oh. my good leggings on. You know, these ones keep everything tight. There's no yeah. wobble going on today. Yeah, so. look, yeah, I'm sure it all looks great, mate. But I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to ring your dad and tell him not to listen to this podcast as well. No, you know that's it. But he, um, he actually watched the episode and he was like. I just see you walk out and he went, I just felt really proud of you. And I was like, didn't expect that reaction. But he went, you just look so beautiful and you're just my little princess and you just was like doing your thing. And I went, I don't know whether I'm weirded out that you've had to watch me do that or like really like touched that you're proud of me for being a hoe. I don't know. I don't know. Very weird feeling for me. I think when it's a dad, like, and a daughter, like, I don't know, you you just get like a rose tinted glasses over some stuff, you know? And like, it's not like, I don't know, you know, mate, you're on one of the biggest TV shows in the country, Belle. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's going to be proud of you, you know, being yourself and holding your own. And yeah, I can say that. Yeah, I can definitely say that. Um, Growing up, obviously your dad was super recognisable, very famous. Um, But he also, like, you also got a little role in one of the films, didn't you? Yeah, I've done a couple of little bits with my dad, yeah. He kind of always wanted to push me towards it and doing that stuff because I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I did a, I did a little bit when I was young. And how did that, I suppose, how did that affect you? Like, did you, did, did it ignite something in you, make you want to pursue a career within, like, the media, performing arts, like, acting or whatever? Or did it have an adverse effect? Did you realise it wasn't for you? I think for me, it was like, I always was like, I want to be an actress. I want to be an actress. I really want to do that. I loved it. I always loved doing different accents and doing different characters. And I was always doing it around the house. And it got to the point where I watched my brother's football career and he did so well, so well, so well. Everything really good, like climbing and doing really well, played, played a really professional, like good professional level. And then he got injured and it was all taken away from him. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? He's put his whole life in so and so. Seeing how that affected him, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and get something behind me. And then if I want to do acting after that, I'll do it. So that's where I fell into makeup. And I was like, once I've got 
a really great career in this and I was booked up and busy every week I was like then I can take the time and if I want to go into it and do it as a hobby I'd rather do that so yeah I mean listen for me acting is always something that I'd love to do like as a hobby but I think full-time doing it is just like the it's like knockback after knockback yeah. and even seeing that in my dad's career like it's so hard it must be like it takes a Yeah, you've got to be made of tough stuff, mate. Like that constant rejection and the grind. Like I don't think I could, like even in my, like, you know, my little industry, like I'll get put up for a job and find out I didn't get it. And then I'll say like, I don't know, Adam Thomas got it or whatever, or Scarlett Moffat. And I'll be like, I love these people, but you feel sad. You're like, why are they better than me? Like it's it's a yeah. hard, it's a, it's a really, I suppose, difficult, rejection's just a difficult thing to, to take whatever industry you're in but it's prolific within the showbiz one isn't it yeah yeah definitely and I think it was even like my brother once he started doing the after the football my dad was like right do you want to get into acting because he's a great actor as well and um he got down to the last two for Aladdin and they went with someone else and he was just devastated yeah I remember I filming all these self-tapes for him singing and I was like, I can't keep a straight face because obviously it's my brother. But... I would have so... Obviously, I watched it anyway. I'm a Disney adult, clearly. Um, <laughs> but I would have so watched that with him. And do you know, the lad who's done it is really ungrateful about it. He's constantly talking about how he's got no money and nobody wants to work with him since he's been in Disney and stuff. I don't feel like Tess. I would have done that at all. No, no, definitely not. But I think... That's the thing with acting, and I've definitely seen that from my dad's career. You know, he'll make loads of money and then he won't work for two years. So I think that was another reason why with acting, I was like, I just don't know if I could mentally deal with that because yeah. it must be so, such a hard there's thing no, to deal with. There's no real security, is there? No. And like, you know, it's it's really hard. Yeah, I don't, I think you've done, I think you've been really smart, babe, to have something that was like a foundation, security, so you're not feeling like that. And like, yeah, right, if you ever wanted to dip your toe in, I'm sure your dad would help. Yeah, of course. There's like been a few film offers that I had a couple before COVID and then obviously that comes, so they didn't do it. But the producer of that film always keeps in touch. He's like, we still want to do something with you. So when the next one's like about, and I'm like, you know, with my ex, his um, sister was a director and she used to ask me to help her with the short films and stuff. So I still do it, yeah. but now it's more just fun. And if yeah. something comes of it, amazing. Like if I end up getting something great, fantastic. If I don't, I still make my money. I still do what I do and I'm still happy. I'm very like go with the flow. Like if I get this, I'm happy. If I don't, wasn't meant for me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. What would be your dream role? Like, have you got something in mind where you just think, I could be so great in that? Do you know what? I always think either something like really emotional yeah. or something fun, like, you know, like the sex education series. Yeah, they're amazing. Like, that I'm would obsessed. be great. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Bridgerton. I'd love to do that, even though, like, can you imagine me going in with my full contour and fucking, <laughs> that wouldn't really work, but we'll dial it down. <laughs> I could see you, and like, I don't know if I'm just playing at the stereotypes, yeah, but I could see you really be like, you know, this Griselda that's out now with, um, Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. She was like, she was like um, a tough woman, like ran the drug trade in Miami and things. Like she's a bad bitch. Oh, I, I, I could see you being like a real like yeah. female gangster vibe, like proper strong confidence. Yes, I could see you doing something like that. <laughs> I'd love that. You know what? I'd never say no. So I'd love it. Watch this space. Um, <laughs> I'm going to like segue into something slightly more serious and emotional and I hope that's okay. Yeah. But you've yeah, of opened up about having like an identity crisis between the ages of 13 and 19. Um, and it led you to, I suppose, some quite dark places, Belle, and in particular yeah. self-harm. Um, I think it's, first of all, can I just say really brave that you use your platform to talk about these things because... I don't know, there's not enough honesty in sunlight around surrounding stuff like that. Um, so first of all, like, well done, mate. But secondly, like, what made you want to do it? What made you want to open up? Is it to help others, to use your platform for good? Or did you just feel like you couldn't keep the secret anymore? Do you know what it was for me? I think that when I was going through that, I kind of had this thing in the back of my head, everyone's going to judge me, everyone's going to judge me, everyone's going to judge me. And I remember doing, like, the psych test for Love Island. I was like, I'm not going to tell them because... I know that it will hinder a chance and I want that platform to be able to show other people, look, you can, like, I think with self-harm, people like, oh, one thing goes wrong, they're a nutter, they're slicing at their wrists and all that. It's not, that's not the case. And I really wanted to make a point of that. Even if everything goes wrong, I can still be stable in my mind because I'm past that. And I think, you know, like other people that I've helped and that have reached out to me, they're like, everyone always thinks that I'm like a nutter and I'm genuinely not. It's, it's a battle between me and me. So I just always wanted to help young kids with what I was going through. There was no like, there was no one I could look up to and be like, oh, well, she's been through it and she's all right, so I can get through it. Or he's yeah. been through it and he's done really well. And I think it was always that thing of like, if I've been through this, I can't be successful. And if anything, it's the complete opposite because, you know, in being in them dark times, I really hated myself. Like I really, really fucking hated myself. And 
I was always so judgmental on myself and always was petrified that people would think I'm a bad person. Even when like my mum and dad found out about it, I felt guilty, not because of what I was doing, but it was more because I was like, oh my God, they're going to think that they've done a bad job and they haven't. Like, I cannot stress enough that when you're going through that self-harm thing, it is no one else. It is a battle between you and yourself. So, yeah, I just, yeah, it was a hard, hard time, but I feel like it's definitely made me a lot stronger and more confident in myself having gone through that and come out the other side. So honestly, I just feel like you're so resilient. Um, it is, and also like, it's inspirational that you've come out the other side and now want to talk about it and help others. I think representation, you know, is in in the media, on so, on social media, whatever it is, on TV shows is so important. And you are, you're showing young people who potentially are struggling with their mental health or going through a particularly dark and difficult time that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's, yeah. I don't think you, you understand how incredible that is. Yeah, I had I did a podcast with my dad like when I first came out of Love Island and actually that was the first time I spoke about it. And he got quite emotional and I I don't really see that side of my dad all the time. So that was hard to see and I had a lot of parents That's because it's hard, well, hard, hard as fuck. Hard as fuck. Because it's hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like I had a lot of parents actually reach out to me and they were like my kids really struggling with it. What do I do as a parent? I what what can I do? And I think the thing is that I started doing lives every Monday for a period of time and we created a community and those people felt like they could talk to me about their problems. And there was a few people on that and they were like, look, I'm struggling. And I think the main thing that came from it was, and that I say to everyone, when you're not telling anyone and you're keeping it to yourself, you don't have to justify anything. Everything sounds right when you're telling yourself. Yeah. So when you actually physicalize the problem and you talk it out to someone, you're like, Oh, actually that that's not a big deal. And why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I punishing myself because they're a cunt? Sorry, am I allowed to say that word? I've said it I've now. definitely said it already. Don't worry about it, babe. Yes. <laughs> don't worry. You'll get someone whinging in the air reviews, but someone always whinges. Oh, I don't something. Care. Yeah, it's um, fine. Yeah, fuck it. Um, no, fuck mate, it. well done. Well done, you. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like you're really brave. I hope you, you know that. I'm sure you've been told a million times. Yeah, no, I just think for me, it's like just putting it out there. I just, if I can help one person, I've done my job. So yeah. the fact that I've helped loads of people and parents deal with it, obviously I'm not a therapist, I'm not a doctor. I can only tell you through my own experience and dealing with that. And people are like, you know, how do you deal with socials and people having negative comments? And I'm like, because I've been through that, anything anyone else says to me it can't be no worse than what I used to say to yeah. myself. Yeah, of course. So, you know, like I'm ready for it. I'm all right with it. So I think for me, it built that self-confidence and that foundation of like, you know, you've got to love yourself because if you don't, everything starts with you loving you. Yeah. And you just move on from that, you know, like you, you kind of get through it. And I always say to people, I know right now you don't see an end to it, but it will. And when you get there, it's such a beautiful thing. Like really like, I cannot even express you enough if anyone's going through it. Like when you get to the end of that, like just keep holding on for that end goal because you will get there. And for anyone who is struggling with, you know, self-doubt, confidence, dark thoughts, mental health, self-harm and anything that we've discussed, what was your, what would be your advice? What helped you? I think for me, what helped me was just talking about it openly because then it wasn't just me having to deal with me. I had to, you know, think about my parents and 
my friends that knew and things like that. And, I, you know, I didn't want to upset them. And I think as well, like, you just have to find a positive every day. So when you wake up, instead of thinking like, oh, I hate this and I hate that and I feel bad or I feel this, like think about three things that you're grateful for every morning when you wake yeah, up. Even if it's something true. little like, I've hoovered the floor yesterday and it looks nice. Like, I like the little pattern of the hoover on the floor, you know, like anything, whatever it is, whether like, you know, a lot of days I wake up and I'm like, I'm just grateful for my dogs, that yeah. I can have a cuddle with my dogs and that's it. Like, or the sun shining or, I've woken up alive today. Like, you know, yeah. whatever it is, it could be the simple things. And it's just, I think finding that happy place, you just have to really put that effort into your mindset and that gratitude thing, because it's so easy to focus on those negatives, especially when they're being shoved in your face at that period of time. And just understanding that life comes in like free. So it's it's called the rule of thirds. I read a lot about it. And it was like one minute you'll feel absolutely amazing and everything's great and then you'll kind of slope into feeling like mm, I'm all right at the moment and everything's going okay just know after that something will be really really you're shit gonna, you're gonna get walloped yeah yeah so something will be really really shit and then straight after that you're gonna be really really great cool, again so you just again. have to understand that through these bad times they're only temporary yeah and I think I think the the being the like practicing gratitude I think that's really important like yeah, about 10 years ago, mate, I was in a terrible place. Um, and I felt like, you know, no, nothing was going right. Couldn't see a way out, hated me job, hated like the, what I was becoming, but felt really trapped. Um, sort of like a vicious cycle thing. And actually, like I went, I started going to therapy. I got a life coach. I started exercising more. I drank less. I surrounded myself with people who made us really happy. You know, I did all the work. And mm. since then, like I always say, like I was miserable and angry, but when I started to challenge that mindset and, you know, and be kind to others and be kind to myself and more, more, more good things started happening, more happiness got let in my life and it became easier to do so over time. And I, yeah. I just, I, it isn't easy to initially start, you know, trying to be a better person, trying to be happier, trying to love yourself and all those things, but it like it really is true like the more grateful the kinder and the more positive you are the, the better things happen the easier life is yeah and I also think as well like everyone's always like I just get up and get on with it like you know what it's actually all right to just have a day where you're like no I'm not I'm not doing it I don't yeah. want to do it I want to feel like shit all day so that I can just get it out my system and tomorrow's a new day yeah. if that takes you one day two days or a week take that time to yourself and just sit Think about what makes you happy. Think about what's not making you happy. Because I think sometimes you don't actually want to think about it. Yeah, it's it's like burying your head in the sand, isn't it? Like yeah. avo avoidance. And when something's hurting you or like uh, you don't like, your, say, for example, you know your fella's not right for you or you don't like your job, it's so much easier to bury your head in the sand and compartmentalise rather than have the big messy breakup and start all over again finding someone new or retrain yeah. in a different space. Like it's so hard. It, it, it feels hard. It feels like a load of effort so you do you bury your head in the sand I think that's natural I've done that quite a few times yeah I definitely have but I think now I'm more aware of it and I think as Facing well moving head past on. that yeah I think moving past that it's like self-harming and that kind of dark period in my life I'm like self-awareness is one thing that's really really helped me so I'm always accountable for things if I could have done something better I'll sit and self-reflect like that could have been better but I also did that that was great okay, we can move forward in this way and we can move forward that way or, you know, next time don't do this or next time that was great, carry on doing that, keep going. So 
I think self-reflection is also a massive thing because it's like when you're asking yourself, why am I doing this? You're then forced to answer it. Yeah. So it's always asking your question. Accountable. Yeah, 100%. And I remember sitting there and I was like, why am I doing It's the middle of summer and I'm wearing a long sleeve. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Mm. What am I doing? You know, so I think holding myself accountable and then it forced me to be like, okay, well, look, this isn't right. That's not right. You're going for the wrong type of men that's putting you in this sort of situation. You're not talking like... The way I talked to myself, I was like, what are you doing? Like, I wouldn't talk to my mate like that. I wouldn't talk yeah. to my mum like that. Why am I doing it to myself, you know? So, yeah, I just think you just got to keep moving forward, self-reflecting, and and I think you'll get there. Everyone yeah. gets there in the end. That's lovely advice, mate. I don't really want to end on this note because I feel like we've had such a lovely <laughs> time, but even though it was very inspirational, I feel like she'll end on something really nice. Shall I ask you what the future holds for Belle? Because I'm excited to know that as well. Oh, God, what does the future hold for me? I don't know. I wing every day as it comes. So hopefully, do you know what? I'd love to have a makeup brand. So career-wise, I think that's where I'm going towards. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, I'll have a kid soon. Not soon. Not soon. That was oh. wrong. Not soon. A <laughs> couple of years, maybe. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll have a kid and get married the, and everything. The panic. The panic. Yeah. The, what, the one like, yeah, 80 soon. that you just did there. <laughs> I was like, soon. No, maybe. I don't know. Oh, honestly, so, me, I was know, like, I get it. I was at my niece's like four year old. She's four year old. I was at a birthday party on Saturday and I was like standing there just watching them all run around and scream and everything. And I was like, must remember to take my contraceptive pill today. Like there's nothing <laughs> fucking reminds you, mate, like screaming kids. So yeah, I've got a couple of years on you. I must yeah. get get I must get a wriggle on. Um I'm excited for everything the future holds for you, Belle. And honestly, I just wish you the best, mate. You too. You're so welcome. Before I let you go here at Fitty Pass and The Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple of pearls of wisdom. Um, and feeling, I feel like I've listened to you talk about everything you've been through, how much you've grown, how much you've... What seems to be a real defining thing in your life is you don't dwell on stuff. You don't feel sorry for yourself. You take action. You, you keep pushing, you know, whether that's in your career and your personal life where that to be better, to be happy. And I think that's really inspirational, but I also think people can learn a lot from that. So I wanted to know what your secret was to keeping moving. So I think the secret to like moving forward is just always trying to look for happiness out of anything. Money doesn't matter. Nothing really matters other than you being happy. So I think, yeah, like you said, picking yourself up, don't get into that mindset of feeling sorry for yourself. You know, always just keep pushing. If you need to have a week out and feel like shit go feel do your that. feels absolutely yeah. always be in touch with yourself keep yourself accountable and I think just go where you feel happy like me moving to Scotland has made me so happy I wasn't happy where I was and I'm like what's the solution get out of there so you know if it wasn't here it would have been somewhere else I was always thinking about moving so just go for it like anything in life people are going to judge you for so just as long as you're happy as long as what is important to you you stick by have your morals set and just keep moving. You just always got to keep moving forward. Just pick yourself up onto the next. I love that. I love that, mate. Well, thank you so <laughs> much for joining us today. I've had a lovely time. Thank you for having me. Well, guys, that was the gorgeous Belle Hassan with her secret to keeping it moving. I found that episode really lovely. Loads of light, loads of laughs, and then some more like inspirational quite insightful moments as well what a gorgeous girl um honestly mate 
I really tried to keep me cool about her dad, but I was so excited. He's such a heartthrob. Um, maybe we should get him on as well. What do you guys think? Okay, now I'm off on a tangent. Um, if you loved listening to this week's episode, give Bella a follow on Instagram if you're not already. And also, don't forget, we have plenty of episodes, some ones that you might have missed in the Vicky Patterson The Secret 2 back catalogue. Everyone from Catherine Ryan to Eamon Holmes, Fern McCann to Pete Wicks. So give us a little listen if there's any of those you might have missed. And also, we are now on YouTube. Um, so make sure you check that out too. Have a really great week, everybody. You deserve it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.